Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's an off day for the Hornets, but never an off day here on the HHC. We have another special guest for you here for this full episode. In recent recent weeks prior to the season we had Hornets general manager and president of basketball operations Mitch Kupchick on the show head coach Steve Clifford as well since the start of the season we've had the new co-chairman the majority owners of the Charlotte Hornets as well as Hornets sports and entertainment Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin stop by the studio and today another special guest one of the bright young stars not just for this franchise but maybe for the league as a whole number two overall pick Brandon Miller will stop by talk about his early impressions of the league how he's felt about his performance and some of his goals and expectations moving forward for the remainder of his rookie campaign. Let's get right into it. Without further ado, let's welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast, Hornets rookie, guard slash forward, Brandon Miller. Brandon, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. It's always good to be here. Do you have a preferred position? I mean, you, you kind of have that ability to play multiple spots on the floor. How should we be referring to you? How do you want to be referred as? Yeah, I think when that question is asked, I think I usually hit it to say, yeah, I'm a one, one through three. I can guard you know, multiple positions on the court. I think that's what kind of separates me. Absolutely does. A couple games under your belt now here in the NBA. How has it felt so far? Good. Uh, you know, just playing in front of the home crowd is definitely amazing and great, great feeling to have. But, of course, just playing on my teammates and just going out there, playing as hard as we can, um, you know, just trying to get as many wins as we can while we're here early on through the season and just really making each other better every day. Has there been anything that's different from what you anticipated it would be like in the NBA? Um, anticipated? No. Nah, I think I came in the NBA just, you know, willing to work hard, be a sponge, soak everything up, listen to all the vets and coaches, I and mean, really just try to get better uh, and make everybody else better every day. I and mean, just go in with the attitude of winning another basketball game. Anything at all surprising about NBA style of play or, or the atmosphere, anything like that? The atmosphere is definitely is definitely crazy. It's definitely loud in the gyms. At some point in time, you can't even hear yourself think. I mean, it's a good thing that, you know, the fans are excited. I think that's a way just to test their, your, your mental and how focused you are. That has happened a lot with you in particular early because the fan base basically had an instantaneous response to <laughs> your arrival here in Charlotte. Every shot you make, every dunk you have, they are exploding on a level that it's pretty remarkable. So what do, what do you take away from that love that you are clearly getting from the fans here in the Queen City? Um, I love it. Uh, I wish every game was home. Uh, just you know, just to hear their home crowd every game. You know, we're gonna have to go on the road and play. Um, you know, tough crowds like you know ours. Um, I think that's just a focus thing that we have to do to lock in and just to go in somewhere else and win a ball game. Well, with that in mind, one thing that is pretty noticeable about you right from the jump, you're unflappable out there. I mean, uh, Detroit tried to get in your face. You basically ignored them until you made a statement of your own and you do it with your game. There's been so much outside noise and attention from the draft process up to, you know, the preseason summer league and none of it seems to phase you. Where does that come from? I think that's just my teammates always having my back, um, you know, trusting me um, just to go out there and play as hard as I can and, uh, you know, knock down big shots and, you know, in tough moments. So I feel like the trust with, with my teammates and the bond that we have is kind of a great thing to have on and off the court just to 
you know, knowing my strengths and weaknesses or knowing my teammates' strengths or weaknesses. Do you hear any of the noise? I mean, we talked to some players. Gordon Hayward always tells me, yeah, you're the first person to tell me anything that was written about me. Do you read any of it? Do you listen to any of it? Uh, I see it, but as far as listening to it, nah. And in terms of the positive stuff, how do you, how do you filter it all in so that you're taking in the positive and, and getting boosts where you need and want them? Um, you know, just the positive stuff. I think that kind of motivate, motivates me to go even harder every day um, as far as – I think that with the negative stuff too is just – motivational thing uh to, you know to drive me to go even harder every day brandon miller our guest today here on the hornets Hivecast. brandon every team is going to try to convince itself from the onset that they've got a chance you know there'll be belief in the locker room and then there's a, a saying in boxing everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth you know maybe a couple of games yeah. go wrong and, and all of a sudden maybe reality sets in for the hornets Early on, obviously, the buzz has been there in the locker room throughout the front office. Has anything changed in terms of the belief or the amount of belief you all have in those goals that you've laid out for yourselves? Um, I think it's just everybody uh, being locked in before the game uh, with the mindset of going and just hit first, not letting uh, anybody come in here and you know hit us in the mouth first. Um, so I think... I think our mentality going into games really separates us from uh, other teams. And you seem to have a very game-by-game approach already. Rather than looking at this as an 82-game schedule, it's who we got today. Of course. Uh, I think I think once we worry about you know who we have today instead of you know down the line, I think we're more locked in on uh, you know today's game. And then when the next game comes, I think we're locked in on the next game. There are larger goals. Everyone's talked about the the desire to make the playoffs at the end of this road. Personally, you haven't talked a lot about maybe individual goals that you have for this season. Are there any that have crystallized for you now that you've spent a couple of months here in the Queen City, gotten adjusted a little bit to the NBA? Are you thinking at all about maybe I can make a run at Rookie of the Year or an all-rookie team or Rookie of the Month at some point? Any of that start to come into play? I mean, of course, it comes into play, but I think my main goal is just to, you know, win, win, get get to the playoffs. Winning does seem to solve a lot of those problems. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> when you win, you can't really can't really say much if you're winning. We've had a lot of conversations recently here on the Hornets Hivecast with some big names in Hornets world: General Manager Mitch Kupchak, Head Coach Steve Clifford, and most recently Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin, the new co-chairman of the Hornets were in, and they talked a lot about the young core here. Not skipping any steps, there's a lot of belief in this season's team, but when they're projecting three, five years down the line, they're talking about LaMelo, you, and Mark. Do you see a a camaraderie building that that can be the young core that for sure has the the longest runway to play here in Buzz City? Definitely have a young group, a young core, but I think, you know, without our vets, I think that's, I think, Without them, we wouldn't be here um, just, you know, competing at this high level. Um, I think they kind of motivate the the young guys and um, boost their confidence just to, you know, go even harder in the game or, you know, just to knock down big shots in, t- in tough positions in the game. One of those vets is Gordon Hayward. He plays the same position as you. One compliment I can pay you personally is when you sub in for him, you don't see the drop-off necessarily that you would expect to see from a rookie. You make a lot of decisions the same way. How much of an impact has he had on you already in your career? Definitely. Uh, just, you know, guarding him every day in practice is definitely hard because, um, you know, he, he knows a lot about the game, knows all the places uh, where he should be. And of course, he's going to get a lot of calls. So I think I think him making me better every day in practice and, you know, me challenging him every day in practice um, is definitely a, a good thing to, you know, just to have um, as far as just us playing the same position, going at each other every day in practice. 
Is he starting to teach you how to come up with those calls? Not against him, but against the other team. <laughs> he, he has. He, he's taught me a little bit uh, since I've been here. He's taught me a little bit for sure. Brandon, the, the few games you've had under your belt, you talked about how it's felt so far in comparison to before. Is there any comparison you can make to summer league, to preseason, and maybe why, when some of those were, were struggles out there, you've succeeded so quickly here for the Hornets? Um, I think the you know the biggest thing with you know the NBA and the summer league, um, I think the pace and the, the physicality is it's definitely toned up a little bit. I think just... Being more physical is a, the most important thing, you know, just driving, taking bumps or, you know, giving a bump. So, I mean, that all plays in the same thing. I think that just, you know, the weight room. Um, I think everything comes from the weight room. Coaches, they're not making excuses, but they have highlighted that you were sick coming out of the draft process. You'd had mono. It takes some time to put the weight back on. How do you feel now compared to a couple months ago? Oh, I feel great. I'm 110%. Definitely healthy now, ready to go. I definitely got my win back under me. You know, just playing a lot of minutes. I think you got to be uh, more conditioned than, you know, anything. So if you're not conditioned, then you're going to have a long game. They've also said that your game fits in well with really good players around you. How much better do you feel or, or do, you, do you feel that presence playing with the LaMelo ball, playing with the Mark Williams more so than some of the, the roster and lineup combinations that don't have that NBA experience that you've been playing with before? Definitely. Uh, I think just having those guys like that, uh, I think they, they definitely coach me every day just to you know boost my confidence, keep me uh, in the right places uh, on defense and offensive side. But I think just making the right plays, I think you know it, it builds a trust on and off the court, um, which can go a long way in 82 games. Brandon Miller, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Brandon, this is our second time talking on the podcast. The first time I think you had been in town for all of four minutes. Uh, now you've been here closer to four months. What have you discovered about Charlotte since arriving here in the Queen City? It's definitely a lot like Nashville, just less people. But as far as that, I'm always at the gym or I'm at home. Uh, so if I'm not at home... See you at the gym. <laughs> when we uh, previously talked to you, we asked you to predict your first bucket in the NBA. Here, here's what you had to say. First points in the league is probably going to be off a nice corner three from the Miller ball. So, I mean, I can see that one uh, happening. And here's what it actually sounded like for your first, not just bucket, but hey, shot. Rozier. Rozier. Top of the circle to Miller. Catch and shoot three on the way. Yes, sir! Welcome to the NBA! Brandon Miller drilling a Lowe's three-point shot. The first of many here in the Queen City. First of many here. <laughs> Pretty close on the prediction there. I think it was going to be somewhere corner or in the slot area. Really thought it was going to be the corner, but, you know, from Terry Rose, you're a good pass. <laughs> what did that moment feel like to you? Um... I think in the moment it was just like a, a get back on defense type of moment. Um, just to you know, if, if you're not back on defense, you know, it, you, you might get subbed out uh, real fast. So um, I think the goal was just to get back on defense to get a stop, um, just to go down and you know make probably make another three. I love that you think that way. I love that that's the first reaction you have. But you've been dreaming of this moment probably the majority of your life. You've just made your first shot on your first attempt in the NBA. And your thought is, I got to get back on defense, or coach might take me out here. Yeah, yeah uh, I think I, 
like I said, I I would want to contribute more in the game. We're just not just making threes. Uh, I, I think the defensive uh, side is the most important side um, as far as just getting stops, getting out in transition, is which is the way I like to play. You know, the fast pace, um, easy layups and threes. Um, but you know, I always take what's what's given to me. Uh, never rush. Um, so I think that's just part of my game. I'll go back to that word again, uh, unflappable. And that's if people are trying to get in your head negatively the way Detroit was the other day or positively. You, you've accomplished a, a life goal, a dream for most people. You've made a shot in the NBA and it doesn't take you off course. It's kind of an amazing thing. More to come, more to come. A lot more to come. In terms of what you've seen from the young group thus far, obviously things are not perfect for the Hornets just yet. A lot of turnovers in the early action and shooting overall hasn't been quite where you want to be, but are you encouraged by the overall intensity of play from you, yourself and the team? Most definitely. Uh, you know, just minus the turnovers and, um, you know, the rebounding in the game, I think I think that's a big part. Um, I know if we rebound, we're, we're a really dangerous team out in a transition. Um, I think we're a really dangerous team on the defensive side and the half court. So um, I think that that can go both ways, just, you know, our offensive game. And last one for you here, I, I, I don't want it to start to phase you at all, but you, you have talked about feeling that love from the crowd here. Is there any renewed message here to the Charlotte fans? Clearly, you're having an impact early, and uh, that fan base, it, it it is enjoyed watching you play very much. But your message to those that are getting ready to come out for the first time or for the next time here over the remainder of this season? I think my message is them, just come out and support. Uh, be as loud as you can. Um, you know, just... You know, just just to boost our confidence and uh, motivation um, for us on the court. Um, just you know, come out and and against good teams and win like that. So I think just their presence is what keeps us going. Brandon, appreciate it greatly. Thanks Thank so you. much for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Of course. Thank you. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. One more reminder for you, in case you'd forgotten, we have had some great guests stop by the studio in recent weeks. Would love to have you go through the archive, hear from the Hornets' new co-chairman, Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin, about their plans now that they have assumed majority ownership of the franchise. Also would love for you to be able to hear from Hornets general manager and president of basketball operations, Mitch Kupchak, as well as head coach Steve Clifford, both of them recent guests as well here on the HHC. Tomorrow we're back to game day editions of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll have a game preview and get back on track as the Hornets try and put one more in the win column. Till then, with many thanks to our special guest Brandon Miller, as well as to our producer Rob Longo for putting this podcast together, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.